0: everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i'm fantastic and robbie this episode is something else Uh, we're gonna have to hash some things out about this episode matt we sure are i have questions hi guys uh hope you guys are doing okay with all the terrible things happening in the world right now um hope you're doing all right we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash Uh Now more than ever, it's great. to We appreciate everyone who supports us. Um, you can find a bunch of stuff there. A bunch of like hours and hours and hours and hours of podcasts. If you want to listen to us, yeah. If, you, if you're finding a lot of time in your hands. Um, uh, update. Facebook still hasn't put our Facebook page up. And at this point, I don't think they're going to. And I'm probably going to quit Facebook now uh it facebook's bad um i really am sorry to all the people who follow us on facebook and have made that who have used that to answer listener questions and get our links to new po- episodes and all that i have zero control over it at this point um i for listener questions and anything else about the podcast i'm still posting on twitter i'm now posting basically Listener question on Patreon. I think I'm going to open it up to everyone, not even people who just support us. Anyone who can, if you want to log into Patreon and just follow our page without actually donating, you can get the listener question there. I've also created like a very simple forum on our website, which is simpsonshow.com. And I'll post the listener question there and support anyone. I think I'm going to put anonymous there so that people can just answer, just go there and answer without having to create a login or whatever if you don't want to. And we'll see. I'm gonna try different things. We got good enough answers this week. Um, but I don't expect our Facebook page to come back. No more another reason, another shrike against the, the monolith. This week's episode, Matt. Excuse me while I miss the sky. Episode EABF11, originally aired March 30th, 2003, written by Dan Greeny and Alan Grazier, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, got a 12.6 rating, the 16th overall, number one on Sunday on Fox. Um, the couch gag is the Homer jumping the shark, which has been reused. Uh, again and again and again. And it has been true. Yeah, Algen had said that, oh, if we do it first, people can't get there. I'm like, D- dude... They were already, hmm. you're you're late to the party. People have been, <laughs> the this season 14 is way past, it's years too late. Um, the episode guest stars, Eric Idle as Declan Desmond. I mean, he does a fine job for with what he's given. Eric Idle's a very talented comedian. I love Monty Python. Um, but I have problems with the character of Declan in general. <laughs> uh, Joe Montane is Fat Tony. Who's just kind of doing his thing? He's fine, no complaints, none whatsoever. I think Joe Mant- Joe Joe Montagna can do Fat Tony in his sleep. I don't think he needs to like. Yeah, go- I'm pretty sure he's just like, oh, I do a different voice, and that's it. I it's like, I just put like a little heavier accent on my voice, and like, hey, and then I'm I'm Fat Tony. It's like it's not that hard. Um, okay, man, I'm gonna before we get into the episode, and, and I need I need to say something and know if you agree with me or not. Okay. This episode is not good. I would definitely agree with you. Okay. It feels like this episode is trying to play a trick on me. If if And I'm just, I'm bad. Like, I, like I, I I tried to like it. It feels like it wants me. Like, it's trying to do everything in its power. To, like, pretend that it's an episode that I like. Like, the kind of episode right. that I like. Exactly. But it, mm, but it's a trick. So, so it's a trick, and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. That's a ruse. I don't appreciate your ruse, Simpsons. So the episode begins with a school assembly. Uh which we've seen multiple times. I, I we need to go back, Matt. I mean we and there's two things we need it like over the years. And there's two interesting there's like two things we need to look out for. I'm I'm wondering if there if I ever have time is okay. how many episodes start with a family watching TV and how many episodes start with a school assembly. I'm guessing a third of them, at least. Many of them combined, probably. So we start with the school assembly. It's it's Skinner complaining about websites that are about him. Um, I guess which Bart has made all of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although that's like... And there's also Flash games, which we've seen this prior. But the Flash games which Skinner gets murdered, brutally murdered, mm-hmm. put through his shredder. Which I, we've, we talked about this at some past episode where they had... A joke about Bin Laden in a blender, I think, or something like that. You remember that joke? Bin Laden in a blender. Yeah, it was the Angry Dad episode. Angry Dad episode. Okay, the, this is another similar riff on those Flash games, all that Flash animation, where it was just like, "Hey, murder stuff!" Isn't that funny? Uh, have they haven't aged great, Matt? Those those Flash games where you murder stuff—they have not. Ah, not aged great. So. We get past all this preamble to to introduce a, a, a new fella at Springfield Elementary who is going to make a documentary about the kids. We meet Declan Desmond.
1: Now, today we have a special guest, a documentary filmmaker whose works include Lost Luggage, Shattered Lives, and Upskirt Dreams. Please welcome Declan Desmond.
2: Thank you. Now, when you think of documentaries, you probably think of the Maisels Brothers and Barbara Koppel. Well, they're not good enough to wipe my lens. Here's a look at my work, a film I made about Krusty Burger. Do you want lies with that? Does it bother you that Krusty uses mad cow beef to save money? No, because they pass the savings on to me, the consumer. Aren't you ashamed to lend your likeness to substandard food? Look, I give people a meat-like burger and some kind of cola, and they still get changed back from their 50. Well, your customers may be shocked by my footage of you stapling together abandoned, half-eaten burgers.
3: <laughs> Good as new. Powerful
1: work. And now he's going to make a documentary about Springfield Elementary, which I assume will be glowing and positive, unlike all of his
4: other work. Right. So,
0: so Robbie, I think
4: here's where we get into one of the dumbest things about this episode. So, are you familiar with the Up series?
0: I am now because you put it on in the show notes and I read the Wikipedia. Okay, good. So, I feel like this
4: episode, had they gone with that as the particular theme, could have been really good because it would be an opportunity like Boyhood uh, to mold the Simpsons in the vein of another entertainment medium. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar, Up uh, is a series it started with 7 Up uh, followed by 14 Up where a series of uh, documentaries were made about a group of children and they checked in with them every seven years. And the idea was to see uh, originally how class affects uh, children in Britain uh basically so they started in I believe the 60s and then every 7 years they checked in with the kids to see how they like, how the the rich kids are doing how you know the middle class kids are doing how the poor kids are doing uh and that could have been something really interesting uh if we again use the analogy to boyhood we could have said oh this is one of those outside the continuity things about the simpsons where we check in with you know bart and milhouse and lisa and nelson and and then all those kids and, and see where they are every seven years and, and we get to see like a possible future for them. That could have been interesting. Other than that, there's no reason like they didn't do that. Obviously, in this episode, this episode is completely different and it has nothing to do with that. I don't know why they decided to include someone like Declan Desmond as this character and make the allusion to this series. Just to start this episode off, it makes no sense. There's so many other ways you could have made Lisa feel bad about her her you know uh, career choices and made her go into astronomy that are way better than this. I don't understand why they chose to
0: go this way. I mean, it's just they don't they needed they again, Matt. We I talked about this last week, and I said we liked, and it's just I feel like they're just like have a template where like pick a, a random like okay we they know what the episode is going to be about, which is Lisa astronomy, night skies, whatever. Light pollution. How do we get there? And then I imagine they, they, and they, it feels like they have a template at this point. Like very few episodes depart from it since ever since Scully took, even after Scully's left, Al Jean's now in control, they still follow this template of first act largely unconnected to the actual plot. And it feels like sometimes, like it makes it, it is a response. This is my theory, is this is just a response to oh, well, we don't want to work longer hours, which is, you know, the rumored of, you know, the great the great years of The Simpsons is they work really long hours to, to finally hone these episodes to make them so great. And they don't want to do that anymore. They don't want to, you know, push themselves so hard. So it feels very much like, well, we have a plot and we can, if we know that a plot's going to have, it's going to basically just take two acts. Not even, because the first act's going to be disconnected. Well, we can pump them out faster, and make them a little bit more modular? Where, like, okay, well, we have a plot a plot about Lisa, you know, you you can look at in the news and, like, okay, environmental, what's environmental news? And then get an idea for a Lisa episode. And, oh, light pollution. So Lisa is concerned about light pollution, and then you figure out a B-plot a B stemming near that, where, okay, Bart needs to steal a whatever, of hood ornament and connect that to oh we can not do it in the dark whatever so you have okay well we have a, that plot it takes two acts well how do we get there to the, well we just we. what are other what are one act introductions that we can also write piecemeal and maybe okay well we can modify this so that it will lead into Lisa getting interested in astronomy and all we have to do that is have Declan tell Lisa that she shouldn't be interested in a lot of stuff, which is what happens. Like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it because they aren't connected whatsoever. The Declan plot goes nowhere. The documentary plot goes like there's no. It's not even a plot. It's nothing. It's just stuff happening. And I think that's it. This episode feels like a, It's trying to trick you. It's like, oh look, there's a documentary, and it starts off everything, and then it ends the episode. Isn't that feel? Is we wrapped it all up? I'm like, no, you didn't.
4: No, you you took these things that had no, you know, a relationship to each other and like t- like oh there's this tiny little cable between the two when you clicked it together and you said that's good enough.
0: And it's not. It's not yeah, you're trying to trick me. Stop trying to trick me. And I agree with you. If they did that the 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 the, the they basically just made up where you fall you you pick a bunch of the Simpsons' kids you bart and lisa the millhouse nelson uh ralph anyone any of them you pick another few of them any ones you want ones you can maybe write the best jokes around and then you jump at you do time jumps we get a, a flash forward episode where we see the future and we get them older 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 and you get some nice emotion out of it and like there's a bunch of jokes about how bart's doing when he's like 63 or whatever it is they didn't do that at all, though. There's nothing here. This is the Declan is just like this weird amalgamation of a bunch of like documentary filmmakers who are exploitive. That that it's largely like he's there's nothing else to him. Declan no. is he's he's a vehicle to tell a couple jokes, have Eric Idle deliver a couple of your jokes for you. That's it. Um, so Declan's introduced. We see a little montage of Declan interviewing a bunch of kids. So he talks. He talks to Bart, who. At first, is you know he's portrayed as the one of the leaders of the school ground, but then because he gets bullied by Nelson and the other and the Jimbo Dolph Kearney get hits with mud or something. One time, he's suddenly not popular. Whatever, he gets hit by mud. We we talk to Millhouse and Ralph, who are hall monitors. Ralph, we, there's a couple of fun Ralph jokes in this. I'll say that, mm-hmm. like trying to be positive about this episode, like because if there are, there's like. <laughs> In a vacuum, there's a lot of interesting and fun things that happen in this episode. Unfortunately, we need to breathe. And so do the characters. They Nothing exists in a vacuum. Uh, Skinner doesn't like the direction necessarily of who Declan's interviewing. What kind of, kind of uh, I don't know, what kind of perspective he's giving on the school in general. So he just happens to maybe introduce Declan to Lisa. They have a little conversation. You
1: should realize that our school is not all nitwits and nelsons. Why don't I open a door at random? Why, look! It's typical student Lisa Simpson.
3: Oh, hello. I've just been listening to Bach while reading at a sixth grade level. Indeed.
1: (laughs) Hitting it off already. I haven't seen such a natural pair since half sandwich and soup of the day. I'll just leave you two alone. Remember, as far as he knows, we still teach
2: math. Hmm. Lisa, I can't help but wonder if this is a bit of a put-on.
3: Why, whatever do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Me? Huh? What? Go, Aberdeen!
3: (laughs) Hey, you can't blame Principal Skinner for wanting to feature his best student.
2: And that's you.
3: Well, I am young, gifted, and yellow. My interests include music, science, justice,
2: animals, shapes, feelings... So you see yourself more as a buffet style intellectual, picking and nibbling until one day you're 38 and managing a Barnes and Noble. Hey, that's not going to happen. Lisa, I'm afraid you're a dilettante. Pick a path and follow it, or you'll just grow up, slog your way through Mount Holyoke and squeeze out babies.
3: Stop
0: it! Lisa's eight years old.
4: Lisa's eight years old, Matt. Right. Obviously, by then she has to know exactly what she's doing, and you know he's a Declan is, is completely correct that oh by eight you should know exactly what you're doing, and you should never take an interest of in anything outside of your career choice. That's just going to lead you to not accomplishing anything. Uh, so
0: okay, Declan's a little terrible. He's a monster. Honestly, this is an eight year old girl who's like oh yeah I'm interested in a lot of things. Well yeah you're a kid. You're supposed to. It's good to have a lot of interests because then you can chase the one that's the you like the most. Eventually okay. when you get older uh but okay so this conversation sparks like a an unease in lisa she's like well maybe i should be focusing on one thing maybe i should just be instead of trying to dabble in a lot of stuff and okay it's an interesting direction for an episode you'd think where lisa is going to try and find the one thing that fits her best Maybe leading us back around, Matt, to the that very point where, no, it's okay for her to look at – do, be interested in a lot of different things.
4: I mean, that's what this entire episode will be about is, oh, Lisa tries this. It's not the perfect fit. Lisa tries this. It's not the perfect fit. Lisa tries this. It's not the perfect fit. And then at the end, she realizes, oh, I can do all of these things and still leave room to find something that really strikes my opinion. Like, like how many of us are still interested in the stuff we were in high school? A few. Probably less than half. I mean, Lisa's not even in high school. She's a,
0: a, a elementary school student. And, and that's why this episode is dumb. Well, because this isn't the plot. This is just another way to get yeah. to the plot. So that's like two where, you know, we can we get to the – I I really should have kept a tally as we've gone through these terrible episodes of the ones that are just like we deflect, deflect, deflect of how many times we we get – a we don't get to the plot. We get to the thing that's going to lead us to the plot eventually down the road so we we cut back to bart developing the b plot of this episode which is terrible and it's about nothing it's just dumb it's just oh bart has trouble in the schoolyard that's it but i mean it's it ends up not mattering they they themselves say it doesn't matter and okay bart is not popular now because nelson hit him with some mud okay sure and now Nelson is now wearing a hood ornament around his neck that he has stolen from some car. So Bart, in order to regain his popularity, has to copy him. I okay. Why? Why is this in this That's episode? How kids think. See,
4: honestly, that is the part I had the least stretch with because that is that is what kids do. Oh, uh, you know, someone
0: did something. Well, then obviously I have to do this same thing now. No, I mean I don't disagree with the the mentality of Bart. In this instance, I it's more about, like, why is this in this episode? Why are we worried about Bart and hood ornaments? Because it, lets, it leads us... Because, ultimately, it's just to lead us into him helping Lisa, even though he himself says he doesn't contribute anything. Mm-hmm. So we got back to Lisa to the A plot of this episode. And she goes to a museum because she's so anxious... About her career path, I guess, or interest. Like they don't even say anything about like a career, even though that seems to be what this is driving at. You know, like okay, so she goes to a museum, which that I all on brand with Lisa. Try and find something, some something to study. What is what attracts mm-hmm. me when I go to a museum where there's a lot of stuff going on? I Guess she goes to a, a natural history museum and not not a art museum or a music like there's lisa also is she plays the saxophone like lisa has she's kind of defined by the fact that she has so many interests and she could go in any direction but said she just goes there's a thing she generally doesn't okay goes to natural history museum uh doesn't go to paleontology because one man at the museum says i spent 30 years brushing a dinosaur's teeth I'm like, uh, well, that's kind of dismissive toward to, to paleontology. It's a little different. Yeah, that's that's not at all what paleontology is. So, but, yeah. like, that's that's conservator that's conservatorship, certainly. And if you're going to work at a museum, guess what you're going to be doing? At, for especially a natural history museum, you're going to be conserving fossils. And okay, this uh, that doesn't help this episode either, man. It's just really it's like it's really stupid, like. It doesn't know the difference between all this stuff. it gets light pollution incredibly wrong, like okay, so it, then it then Lisa goes to geology, the rocks, and she doesn't like that, and finally, uh she ends up at the astronomy exhibit, and a big a voice overhead starts talking to her about it uh about how good astronomy is.
1: Lisa, what's bumming you up to cancel a test or something? <laughs>
3: Dad, my life lacks direction.
1: It's a concern, a serious concern.
3: Hey, I never chose a path. And Because I kept my options open, I can finally do what I want. And what's that? I'm going to die alone. Got to pick a career. Got to pick a career. I can find a good career at this museum. Or at least see if they fix that mislabeled raccoon I complained about. Hmm, maybe I could be an expert on dinosaurs. Don't do it, little girl. I spent 30 years brushing the teeth of dead monsters. Maybe geology. Formed by unimaginable heat and pressure deep inside the Earth, minerals explode in a vast panoply of...
1: Since the dawn of time, travelers looking for guidance have turned to the heavens. (gasps) Polaris, the Star of the North. Mighty Orion's belt. The majestic Milky Way. Home of a familiar blue planet we call... Rigel 7. Not too far from Earth. We have only scratched the surface of the universe. Who will discover the wonders that lie... Beyond our galaxy? Will it be you? Or you? Or you?
3: That's it! Lisa Simpson, astronomer!
1: (laughs) Now... Who will press my reset button? Would it be you
4: or you or you? Yes, because they should have a reset button for that.
0: I I don't know. Well like
4: there's Why astronomy? Because it's the first thing she found that didn't seem terrible.
0: Because that's how you're supposed to, you
4: know, pick your career.
0: I like and if that if that was the point, Matt, like if it was Oh, she ends up not actually being good at astronomy for whatever reason or not enjoying it. Maybe Lisa is good at astronomy, but she doesn't like it at the end. And she comes back around and realizes this this whole thing was pointless and dumb. Okay, that's not the thing at all. She arbitrarily picks something and that's what the episode is about because Mm -hmm. a robot voice said it's cool. Are you telling me that all we needed to do was have a robot voice talk about the geology and then she'd be this episode be about rocks? I guess. Uh, or what if, if that old man wasn't there brushing some dinosaurs' teeth? Would this episode be about dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally like, how give your characters a reason they're doing things?
4: Not. Right. Like, maybe she meets somebody who's really into this one thing and it inspires her. Not just, oh, there was a voice and it sounded more interesting than rocks. I mean, rocks versus astronomy are, are basically the same thing like they're they're very very similar when it comes to spending your life researching them i, I
0: very yeah. slow processes that are very far removed from human experience we We live for a very short amount of time compared to the existence of stars and rocks exactly and this episode ends up being a Lisa cause episode where mm-hmm. Lisa pursues a cause and tries to champion it. That's
4: the it's the A plot, which is really only about you know what fifty five sixty percent of the episode. It's one of those weird,
0: almost balanced episodes, right? I mean, it's still, it has more substance, which is why I call it the A plot as well, um, right? But in all in in the good in the best Lisa cause episodes like Lisa vegetarian, or even Lisa uh, versus Homer in the Eighth Commandment, like there's a There's something that happens to her that fundamentally changes how she views the world. Lisa the vegetarian she they go to a little farm where they see a bunch of cute animals they see cute little sheep, little lamb, and then they just happen to have lamb chops for dinner and Lisa mm. has she just goes like, "Wait a second. She has a moment of clarity where she goes, "Wait a minute, what's the difference between the lamb we saw earlier that I was so cute and I wanted a pet?" Versus this lamb right here. You know, they make a joke about, oh, it's, you know, 20 minutes under the broiler or whatever it is. But for Lisa, it's transformative. And Lisa, it she has a journey as she first discovers, like, oh, no, I can't eat animals anymore because of this. And her dealing with her, how her family and in how the culture observes vegetarianism, et cetera, et cetera. She just... La- she just likes astronomy because a robot voice at a museum said something. There's nothing transformative about it. It's not. She didn't get lost in the woods and use the stars to find her way home. She didn't go out and, you know, get go out in the middle of nowhere on a camping trip and look up at the stars and be suddenly stunned by the splendor, which happens at the end of the episode. She just goes to a museum and a you know, robot talks her. I, I, like, I can't. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because everyone on the news group, Matt, everyone on the forum loved this episode. Loved it. Super positive it's on this episode. It's got thing. the
4: core of something that could be interesting. If there was a reason Lisa was interested in astronomy, we got rid of the whole documentary thing at the beginning and downplayed the Bart plot a little bit. This could have been a good episode. It could have been a regular old Lisa Cause episode. And. You know, if it's explained to why this is really important to her and why she likes it, it could have been good. And I think people a lot of times on the news groups and on the forums or whatever you want to call them now, what they do is they look for what could have been good about an episode rather than what actually was. And that's why they like them. We got a commercial six minutes and 53 seconds in. All right. Now, since we have taken so long for the first act, we're going to try and blow through this a little bit. Nope. too. So, it's, uh, it's
0: very long, Matt. We have to complain about everything. No.
4: <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, the first thing Lisa does, now that she's interested in astronomy, is go get a telescope. Uh, unfortunately, Homer does not exactly have the money for a telescope.
3: Oh, Dad, look at this one.
4: Sweetie, Daddy doesn't have enough money for that.
1: Unless they take a check. he certainly do. Why did you say that? Is your check going to bounce? No, of course not.
4: Duh. Why did you say that? Are you implying that I'm dumb?
1: Uh,
4: I have to go. So, yes, uh, Homer basically bounces the check to get Lisa a telescope. But uh, we later find out Homer has no idea what a telescope is. He thinks it's a kaleidoscope, uh, which, sure, whatever. Uh, quick joke. Uh, So Lisa starts to look at the wonderful things in the sky. However, very quickly, uh, she realizes that, oh, Springfield is terrible for this because, one, she is trying to look out her window in a supposedly semi-dense populated area, semi-densely populated area. So there's tons of light pollution. She's able to just make things out before, you know, it's drowned out by, you know, uh, lights. And real quick, I want to point out a couple of things about this episode.
0: <laughs> uh, one, I two, thought three. I thought we were blowing right through this, Matt. Come on. Boom, boom, boom. We are, but I I just want to <laughs> point out that yes
4: Light pollution is a real thing. It's bad, but there are steps we can do, we can, we can take to make it better. Uh, one of them is to make sure everything that is light-based, uh, for example, I work with like video billboards and those sorts of things, and one of the things you can do is have light sensors built into those so that at night, they dim down. So one, they're not blowing your eyes out with brightness, and two, you know, they're not making it so you can't see the stars, and two, I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of street lights are still using sodium lamps. Sodium lamps were actually pretty good about light pollution because they mostly show Downward. Uh, a lot of places are replacing the sodium lamps now with LEDs, which is great from an energy uh, savings perspective. However, a lot of them are poorly designed, so they shoot light into the air. But there are special ones uh, that you can tell your you know, municipality to purchase that uh, aim light downward uh, and also make it less blue. Uh, I don't know, you guys have probably seen a whole bunch of uh, lights, uh, LED lights that have a, a very like, a bright white tint. Uh, those are worse for this because it hurts your night fish and the the higher the frequency of the light, which blue violet is the highest frequency that ruins your night fish. And that's why like the old sodium lamps were orange. They had a very low, almost kind of reddish tint to, you know, make it easier to see things at night. So they have those in LEDs, but most places aren't thinking about that. So just so you know, light pollution is real. Those are some things you can do about it. Now, back to what this is. Matt, Matt, take a breath. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I've got great lung capacity. Don't worry about me. Uh, All right. No COVID yet. We'll see. Uh, fair enough. Anyway,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so Lisa is obviously concerned about this whole light pollution thing, so she goes to talk to Professor Frank at the local observatory about it. And Professor Frank agrees with her that it's a serious issue. However, he cannot leave because otherwise, other scientists would steal the observatory from him. So he throws
0: microscopes at them, which just... Matt, can I can I ask a question here, if you like? The observatory is it's relatively immune from the light pollution. Correct, presumably more so than
4: like a, a regular person's telescope because one, they tend to be up very high, and two, they tend to be looking further away. Uh, they can be affected by this, but one, that would be a great reason why you wouldn't put an observatory in Springfield.
0: I mean, I but maybe it's old. I'm just assuming that the observatory itself is less affected, and but if it okay, so there, and it's just like these, it's just spiraling questions where like you go. Okay, well, is the observatory affected by this light pollution? No. Then, Lisa, why doesn't she just, like, buddy up with Professor Frank and use the observatories to telescope when she wants to do stuff? Like, why does she have her own telescope at all? Like, go to the observatory, use it. It's really powerful. And if it is a a part of the light pollution problem, why does Professor Frank want to protect it so much? It's worthless. If you can't use it. Get it moved. Get like that could be like or something. Like maybe he
4: just really believes in Lisa and is like, yes, we're gonna get this taken care. of.
0: Why is he in this episode? He doesn't need this. Doesn't need to happen if he because they had time to fill Robbie. If he doesn't affect the plot, why is he in this episode? If he doesn't affect anything, he doesn't affect change in any way. He has no. The jokes are he throw he's worried about other scientists taking the observatory from him and a truly terrible joke about an alien later on. Why is Professor Frigg in this episode at all? OK, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're just we're going
4: to skip right past this because it hurts us. Uh, but at this point, uh, we go back to the Bart plot uh, because, of course, we do. Uh, And he has decided that, oh, yeah, he's going to get on the whole hood ornament necklace thing. and He spray paints Maggie's pacifier. However, Nelson completely sees through this because, duh. And Bart is once again uh, made to seem like an idiot because, again, he is. Uh, While we are on the playground, we see Lisa trying to get signatures uh, for her petition to end the light pollution. Uh, Oh, look, it's Jill of all
2: trades. So what's the ambition du jour? I am collecting signatures to bring back the night sky. Wow, the night sky. How'd you come up with that? Tilt your head up. Does it make you feel superior to tear down people's dreams? Yes. Does it make you feel smart to question people's motives? Yes.
4: Well, all right then. And with that, he signs her petition because it turns out they are both condescending
0: jackholes. So, I mean. We have gotten to this point. I. Well, he, he doesn't. Declan is immaterial. He's, he is. He's pointless. Like they, they
4: shouldn't have gone back to him at all, unless they wanted to add him to this. And they shouldn't have in this episode. No. We've been over this. He's pointless in this episode. And here he is, just like, oh, I'm going to try and a- ask Lisa and see if you know, she still feels bad about her. Oh, she doesn't? Well, I'm going to make her feel bad about what she's doing now, because... So, anyway. Uh, Lisa ends up getting a lot of signatures, uh, including the sea captain, for some reason. He's, he's there. Uh, and... As a result, Quimby says, well we're just going to turn everything down and everyone's going to be able to look at the sky. And as Robbie points out that I did not put in the notes because I wanted to forget it even happened. uh, When Quimby shuts down the lights, everyone looks into the sky and sees something they absolutely love. Mr. Burns sees a dollar sign. uh, Lenny sees Carl. Carl sees Carl. And Flanders sees a a, a Star of David.
0: Okay, sure. And then he cringes. He's like, oh, why? Why are we having this is multiple? J- jokes in this season with Flanders being anti-Semitic having fear of Jews for some reason why he's not is like I why I are think we at this wh- point why are I, we doing this almost... Matt why why, hold, are, on. Hold, why? On, hold on
4: Robbie hold on <laughs> we're gonna calm down and think about this in the best positive light um... in this case everyone is looking to the stars and seeing what they love and seeing the, the, the true shape of their character and Flanders is terrified that oh uh, it turns out I'm actually Jewish, and I have wasted my life, you know, committing to Christianity. That's that's the most charitable way we can look at. But this. that's not good, even.
0: That's not even that good. No, it's not. I, I'm saying it's not straight up what, anti-Semitic. We we talked about this in our new episode review on the Patreon because it's a the episode new newest episode is about Ned. Or at least it has a lot of Ned in there. Where and it start. And this is the this is we're in it where they start ripping out the good in Ned. And just make him a conservative Christian stereotype. And like, I don't, pl- why? Please don't do this. St- like, I I feel like, no. I just like, I want to reach out and like protect Ned. I want to hug him. I'm like, no, leave my Ned alone. Stop making him a bad person. Stop making him such a monster. Ned's not an anti-Semite. Don't do this. But they do it. They've done it multiple times this season. Please stop. Not my Ned. My precious Ned, your your precious Ned. Yeah. So yeah, please please. Then something nicer happens. Keep going. Oh wait, no, something not nicer happens, Matt. I forgot. Oh, that's true.
4: Yes. Uh, So uh, we get uh, more stereotypes. Hey, how about that? Uh, With the town dark, uh, crime is rampant uh, because obviously, you know, when when it's dark, people do terrible things to each other. So Bart says, "Okay, I'm going to use this opportunity to go out and get my hood ornament."
0: That's not. That's not true. Darkness oh, has nothing. But, Robbie,
4: that makes total sense to old people who are scared of everything.
0: I would dark Darkness does not... The root cause of crime is not darkness. I mean, again, this episode is so stupid. The root cause... It's... Oh, because there's... Light deters crime. No, light does not deter crime, you idiots. What is wrong with you? Like, everything... This just makes me roll up a newspaper and hit him on the nose. Like, what are you doing? Why, Why? like, oh, be, because the plot says so. That's literally, oh, we need, uh, we need it so that there's no hood ornaments for this Bart plot to work. So, oh, there's suddenly a lot of crime because it's dark. In Springfield? Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, yes, Uh, Bart decides he's going to go out
4: and get the hood ornament, but, oh, every car has been harvested, as he says, and they've all been stolen, except for one car. Only one car is left. One car is left. Fat Tony's because obviously who is going to steal the gorgeous hood ornament from Is it supposed to be like an old school Bentley or something? I don't know what his, his hood ornament is supposed to be. I think I, uh, it, ben, Bentley
0: Rolls Royce, something like a, 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 a fancy, a fancy old car. I don't think it's supposed to be. I don't think it's anything in particular. Yeah. So
4: anyway, uh, so Bart decides that, Oh, despite the incredible risk, I'm going to do this. And so he sets up a fake valet, uh, where him and him and Millhouse put on fake mustaches, and Fat Tony believes them and compliments the ten year olds on their mustaches. And as they walk in, Millhouse has a terrible joke about them being greasy and just—it's bad. It's—it's it's just Italian stereotyping yet again, and it—it it makes me want to punch somebody in the writers' room. Not I mean, sure who, it's maybe all of them.
0: Well, it's just more lazy. So, it's just lazy. It's just boring. Like, really, that's a joke you get. Like the joke about I say this, man, the joke about fat Tony thinking they're just ten year olds with mustaches I like that that's that's like that's absurd and funny in a way in a way, but you know, Milhouse is going, eat the pizza, it's greasy like Italian like we're, we're, come on, guys, really there's nothing you can't think of another one liner for Milhouse there, not one right. that's what we got nope. like what is it like nineteen like forty seven like what are you doing being bad? Okay, fair enough. Uh-huh. So, yes, uh, the fake valet trick
4: works, uh, but Fat Tony finds out it was a trick uh, because, oh, look, Luigi doesn't have valet from 10-year-olds, and so when they rush out, only the darkness saves Barton Millhouse Milhouse because they are hiding. Unfortunately, uh, everyone else in town has decided, oh, no, we want the light back because this crime is just too much, and right as uh, Bart and Milhouse are trying to hide, Quimby turns the lights back on, and they're screwed. That's it. That's that's how we end the act is, oh, no, Barton Milhouse is going to get murdered by a mafia Don for trying to steal his hood ornament because everyone wanted the light back
0: because crime. And it's and Quimby goes soup. He uh, there's just so many things in this work. Quimby has certainly Quimby can maybe issue an like, there are certain aspects, like, I think we've talked about this before, it's when you have these multiple layers of stupidity and plot devices, that it just gets so tiresome. Where, yeah, certainly Quimby can order the lights turned off at night, but he has his own personal switch, and the switch goes to Perma, perma Day, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that?
4: Fantastic question, Robbie. Because uh, obviously the crime has gotten to
0: the point where he has to. Otherwise, there's no res- no other response anymore. And it, and I, and I don't do I have to like? There's just so much cartoon logic. That's not how lights work. There's street lights. Like it's not a, the world does not exist on a dimmer switch. <laughs> like what's going
4: on? Yeah, it's there's one switch that turns all the lights back to all the way up. And that's not how lights work. Most lights have have, have one. One thing. They have it on and off. It's,
0: yeah, it's not. The whole world isn't just like, oh, I crank it all the way up so everything gets brighter. It's not. It's not that's not how, like, sir, sure, certain specialized things have that function. Most general lights are on and off. And it's it's just so absurd that they have to this is the like it, when you when you invalidate the counter to Lisa's cause you make the whole thing meaningless if cuz Lisa at the beginning is like oh i can't see stars because of light pollution and that's it's bad okay and that's just their normal setting so instead of just going back to that and having a reasonable thing for Lisa to fight against. Instead, Lisa's fighting against a thing that does not exist. Lisa's arguing against something that doesn't exist. So why do I care? This isn't real. She might as well be arguing about against gravity. Like, oh, I don't like gravity. I'm like, well, it doesn't... We can't turn off gravity. And you, there's, there's no magic super light switch that turns all the lights up a million times. A million degrees brighter like that doesn't exist so why do i care so we jump to a new the new status quo of springfield and we're basically introduced to it with the barflies getting out of moes late at night
1: okay you filthy boobs bags it's 2am so uh who's the designated driver it was andy <laughs> No one's ever won most drink a gallon of gin challenge, and no one ever will. Ah, oh, life is good.
2: Hey, what happened? It's bright in the middle of the night.
1: You know what this reminds me of? My Icelandic boyhood. It's this new anti-crime dealie. The mayor turned the streetlights way up. My daughter Lisa feels really strongly about it. Pro or con? I don't know. What am I, super dad? Boy, this light has really screwed up the animals. I'll bet somewhere there's a horse drinking coffee.
3: I haven't slept in seven days, and I've gotten so much ironing done. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. (laughs) Dad, this lack of sleep is making Mom and Maggie crazy.
4: Don't you think you're overreacting, talking gumball machine? Talking gumball machine starting at live jokes this is the epitome of comedy but at the very least we have carl mentioning iceland which i believe is for the first time which will come back in an episode in like a decade
0: i like that episode i like the carl carlson iceland episode
4: oh i do too i'm just saying we we don't get
0: any payoff to that particular joke for at least a decade some people don't like the iceland episode matt well they can be wrong I, i like the iceland episode um so now because it's so bright in Springfield at nighttime. Like, don't... The Simpsons don't have curtains? Like, I don't... No. What? I don't... What reality is this? Like, even if every light... I live in Austin, Texas. You live in Orlando, Florida. Big cities. Lots of people. I live in the middle of the city. Even if all the street lights, all the outdoor lights of every house around me were turned on to the brightest settings. And were left on... Even though that's not how light works. <laughs> I would just close my curtains and go to sleep. Like, I don't. Why, why are Marge and Homer not sleeping? Because it's a little bit brighter outside? Are they that sensitive? Like Homer is. Yes, has- they're that
4: sensitive to the tiniest bit of light. Yet, yeah, don't have blackout curtains for something. It's so bright outside, probably, that they, they can't even do anything.
0: And why are Lisa... But Lisa and Bart are okay. Why are they okay? Can I ask that question? Because they're kids and they just hid. The, I don't know, Robbie. <laughs> I am just I just it's just they just take all these steps. They're like, oh, well, we're going to get we're going to go to we're first we're going to make this plot start very simple and then go to this crazy extreme and then make so many jumps to get there that you're just like, well, wait a second. Why are people not sleeping? Why? Like, also, they cut to like at what point they cut to like a bunch of sheep or goats or something out in a field. And they have also been awake for this whole time? Mm-hmm. Why? There's no lights out in... there literally no picture... Like, the, I guess the implication is that the city... The town's lights are so bright, they're... They're banishing nighttime from the outskirts of the city? Is that mm-hmm. what it's saying? And also that... Basically? S- goats can't... Like, are they saying, like, sheep or goats can't sleep when there's some light out? Basically. I pretty sure they could still sleep robbie are you trying to tell me that birds sleep during the day sometimes all things i guess what matt i sleep during the day sometimes so do my pets so do wild animals certainly things that are nocturnal and need nighttime to like predate on certain things like owls they need that advantage to get their food okay that makes sense like, they do, like, literally, they do that joke. You remember who shot Mr. Burns? Where they blank out the sun? Mm-hmm. This is the opposite of this. It's the opposite. But they they don't have it where, like, suddenly people don't aren't human anymore. They just go, oh, we don't like it because it's dark and we like the sun. Like, it's easy, like... You could just have it that people are upset because it's they miss nighttime. They don't need they don't need to not be able to sleep. Can they just be people? Nope. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I I I feel like I just been like built. This has been building up ever since I watched this episode this morning. So the whole town's messed up. All the animals messed up. Marge can't sleep. Homer can't sleep. Lisa and Bart come to a common. Gold that they both want the light turned down.
3: Forget it, Bard. It's so bright out you can't see anything in the sky except the fox satellite. No, Lise, I got my eyes on the prize. The hood ornament I desperately want for reasons I can no longer remember. The only thing stopping me is those lights. (gasps) Bart, I just realized we both want the same thing. Darkness. And we can get it if we work together. With my brain and your your Assistance? Oh. You can say it. I add nothing. Wow. You can't have lights without power, and all the power comes from here. How'd you get Dad to go along with this? In his sleep-deprived state, he's very suggestible. Okay, Dad, you are now playing patty cake with Maggie. Hey, hey,
1: hey. Palm recognized. Access granted.
3: Oh, my baby's
1: first words.
3: Hmm... <laughs> Now we merely push this switch to overload. Yet once we do, we'll be breaking the law. Can good truly come from civil disobedience? Gandhi thought so, but Gandhi also said, let's talk more up.
4: I mean, Bart obviously adds something there because he's the one who kicks it over and stops Lisa's, you know, preachy soliloquizing. He's decisive. Exactly. indecisiveness um, is one of the worst things a person can be. <laughs> I don't know about
0: worse things, Matt. It's not great, but okay, fine. It's one of the worst normal things a person can be. It, it 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 can be frustrating, sure. Um, wh- I'm gonna again. I'm gonna just go. Why 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 do they overload the the why why it's a it's a nuclear power plant? Correct, correct. So. There's just this switch that goes from zero to overload? Well, yes,
4: and they can't turn things off because that would be ridiculous. They, they have to overload them so it
0: blows up everything so it can't be fixed except for millions of dollars. I mean, okay, I'm going to – we'll just accept the fact that, yes, there's some system in this power plant that can send out too much electricity. And uh, I mean,
4: every power plant has to too much electricity. It's just – how electricity works? I mean, hell you could turn the power factor the wrong direction and blow up half of the
0: industry let's just assume that all of this is very scientifically accurate, man. that's what I'm saying. and yes, sure. you have this magic switch w- why like th- like usually Lisa episodes are like, hey, the best you know the best Lisa cause episodes I would even say, they come back around to like a measured response, a measured compassionate response. A measured, compassionate, intelligent response.
3: Uh-huh.
0: This one that is like, let's blow everything up. Who cares? Who cares if we just like? Literally, the implications are that the entire town of Springfield just doesn't have power anymore. Right? it is over. It is just Never destroyed. Again. Like that. This has destroyed it all. Destroyed all the infrastructure. All the all the all the power lines. All the uh, the the transformers. Light bulbs explode. I'm sure it's fried televisions and refrigerators, and, and, uh, and, and like, as Matt pointed out, all hospital equipment. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, probably, but more than lights use, uh, <laughs> electricity. Uh, electricity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So I uh, hope grandma's not on a respirator, uh, because that's not going to work anymore. But we, why, why even think for a second about any real life? implications of doing something in your absurd <laughs> television show which i can't take seriously because nothing in it it's like cartoon it's like this is the skull years all over again but it just so ugh. that's what makes me so upset matt is because this episode so insidious because it makes you it pretends that it's not that it pretends that it's all like measured and but you're not gonna trick me you're not gonna trick me uh, m- m- episode i am smarter Maybe than you. We understand uh, how science works, even the barest minimum of it. So we get everything explodes. Uh, Willie tries to cl- catch glass in his mouth. Like it's snow, Robbie. Get I, it? I, Yeah, I get it. I just don't know why Willie would do it. Like, Willie. Okay, Matt, here I'm going to. I'm going to. This is a crazy situation. I'm crazy idea that I have. But Willie doesn't know that he's on a TV show. None of our characters know they're in a TV show. Theoretically. They are residents of the town of Springfield. They each have their own little lives or little in, in Springfield. Willie is a simple guy, some kind of sad, known as the ugliest man in Glasgow. Likes to drink and fight secretly mm-hmm. ripped. But Willie, can you exp- okay, can you explain to me, Matt? Why on earth Willie would open his mouth when he sees glass exploding everywhere and try and catch it on his tongue? Because it looks like snow, Robbie, obviously. He literally says, "It's oh, the, it's glass, sh- shattering glass, showering. Let me try and catch it. He knows it's glass. He doesn't think it's snow. If it was Willie saying, oh, it's snowing. Isn't that strange? Let's, let me catch it on my tongue. Okay, I get it. It's, it's a soup, simple joke kind of dumb but i get it but he literally acknowledges that it's glass and then tries to catch it in his mouth willie is not a smart man but willie knows that glass uh-huh. will hurt you if you try and put it inside you i mean you'd hope so the only explanation is willie thinks knows that he's on a television show and is doing this for our entertainment like he- and that is a terrifying implication is Willie, like, Willie, it's like the Willie show, like the Truman show, is, like, Willie knows he's in a, sim, like, knows he's on a cartoon, like an animated primetime. That'd be a great episode. Can we have an episode of just Willie, like, trying to convince everyone that it, or he's, like, in a simulation? He's he's basically Gwenpool, is what you're saying. Willie is Gwenpool. I mean, that sounds like a, I get. hey, Simpsons writers, free idea. First, Simps- <laughs> first Simpsons writers, go read Gwenpool. It's a good comic book. Hey, everyone listening, go read Gwenpool. It's a good comic book. But, uh, then write that up soon free idea uh-huh. uh so we get that joke uh everyone's really angry for i guess because everything exploded i would be angry too yeah and then they see the stars for the first time and then they see the meteor shower the deadly meteor shower which I'll give them I'll give them points for this they foreshadow that earlier in the episode they do so I'll give them points for that, at least. Like, they see meter shower, and we get a little, mo- a lovely moment where uh, some, you know, nice music plays. Um, I believe it's Don McLean, I think. Um, and everyone's looking up at the beauty and splendor of the night sky, and they're convinced that, oh, it's great. Like, there's, and this is a, like, a a, a very touching moment that I feel is completely unearned, and doesn't deliver actually what this episode's about. Because it's never, like, it's never about Lisa trying to, Lisa never does any effort to convince people about, she gets a petition signed, and then the lights get turned off, then there's crime, for whatever reason, and the lights get turned back on, super powerful, but we never know why it's bad or good, like, we don't get we just get, like, oh, Lisa, like, deciding to explode, and Lisa and Bart exp- exploding all, everything because? Mm-hmm. And then we get this lovely moment, um, and then, Matt, I pulled this clip just for you. Because I, because you're, you're my you're my favorite person. Oh, you did, did you? Mm-hmm. So we get basically the end of the episode, this includes the ending of the episode, but it also includes a moment where, um, uh, uh, Professor Frank, uh, finds an alien.
1: Oh, great. it in the glad bag. That meteor contains carbon-based molecules. I may be able to prove the existence of life in outer space. Ha-ha! <laughs> Shut up.
3: Uh, this is even better than our screensaver. And I love our screensaver. Nicely done, Lisa. Thanks, Mom.
1: I wish God were alive to see this.
3: They would not listen, they're not listening still.
2: Perhaps they never will. American Boneheads. A day in the life of Springfield Elementary. Where do you think you will be in seven years?
3: I'm gonna live with underground grandma. I'm gonna go to a
2: two-year technical school, then work in a garage.
3: Sell out yuppie! Ugh. Soccer mom! I'll be batting 352 in the majors. Ugh. Yes!
2: did you get that simon brilliant right let's go to mose
0: yep that was worth it for sure <laughs> so to be clear professor frank uh goes out to find a meteor meteorite i guess at this point right once it once it hits earth This atmosphere becomes meteorite, which lands and there's an alien inside, a little tiny alien that talks English Mm -hmm. and is a jerk. Yeah, he's like, hey, well, I mean, he's not really he's just like, hey, goodbye. He just says like one thing and disappears, uh, which really helps the touching. There's an alien in here. Uh, That's fine. Whatever. People complaining about King and Codis being canon. Like, hey, man, remember this? Remember uh, X-Files episode? There's aliens all through the Simpsons love aliens. And they love their aliens. Uh, and then we get this and then we get the documentary that ends the thing with Declan interviewing doing going back to like the up thing that we were talking about earlier. And I mean but Jimbo is the one who wants to work in a garage? Yes. Hey, that's pretty not bad. That's like like it sounds like Jim knows what he wants to do. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, well yeah obviously he's a sellout though because he
4: wants to do something that you know contributes to society and the bullies can't handle that I mean
0: what's mechanics we need mechanics there's nothing wrong with being we a mechanic do, they're very important people who should get, probably get paid more than they already do I like mean, teachers I mean, mechanics make pretty good money they run their own shop and know what they're doing And yeah have I mean, a, very few run their own shop yeah I guess that's fair it's a complicated question about trades in this complicated mm. time um But we need mechanics. I don't... No one's arguing about... I don't know... That that certainly does not make Jimbo sell out Nelson or a soccer mom. Like, if I could go back in time, hey, trade schools, technical school, good idea. Practical learning. Things will actually get you, like, hey, world needs mechanics. World needs plumbers. Worlds need electricians. They need all that stuff. That's not going to go away ever. Uh, But uh, Declan's there. No reason. No, it's nothing to do with the main plot. Um, he's just there again because they wanted to like it ha- again it has the semblance. It has the appearance of a good episode because, oh, look, the, we we go back to the thing we set up. We start with Declan and we end with Declan. Isn't that nice and neat? We have Lisa finish her story, I guess, even though it doesn't make any lick of sense the entire time. We you don't know, correct. and no one does anything for. We didn't even mention Matt. We kind of dropped off. I think we did talk about it because we both hate it so much. But um, Bart, it does. We did hear the clip where Bart's like, "Oh, I can't. I, I want. I need to get that uh, ornament. I don't know why anymore." And he says, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. like wh- Why would you do that? Like, you're not funny when you're poking. T- like, like, le- you're lampshading your own bad writing is not good comedy." I, I don't know how hard I can yell this at people. or it's not, it's not good art. It's not. Don't just go back and make your own thing better. I, I don't know how harder I can say this. Don't lampshade your own failings. Make th- the thing that you know is bad in your writing. Go back and fix it. It's harder. That's hard work. I know. If you know there's a problem and you know you can fix it with more time, then do that. Please.
4: <sighs> if you
0: can. Like, I, I feel like it's okay to do that if it's something you
4: created years ago. And obviously you can't go back and fix it right now because you're not George Lucas. But like, if you're still creating it, then you can go back and fix it.
0: Oh, no, I don't. don't please don't go put, like, don't do Spielberg and put, like, uh, walkie-talkies in your movie or of something. Course. Don't do that. And don't insert Jabba the Hutt awkwardly. Into your movie either And whatever you do, do not make someone else shoot first For the love of God <laughs> don't, even, is, don't even, Star Wars is a mess It's a mess, Matt mm-hmm. Well aware. it's It's always been a mess, that's the secret though Star Wars has always been a mess uh, We'll rank this episode at the end of the show Matt Oh, Robbie, is this episode broken? I don't even know why I bothered to ask, of course it is <laughs> Okay, I was going to ask, like, I was, you know, I had a little doubt, is like, is this episode broken? Okay, this episode, I think, yeah, I think it's broken.
1: No, you were right the first time with that quick fix
4: idea. Let's see, quick fix,
0: quick fix. Ah.
4: Um,
0: Like, decide on the thing the episode's about. Yeah,
4: don't try and piece it together from, hey, here's some A plots, here's some B plots, here's some that could be either, and here's an opener. And just
0: snap them together like Legos, it doesn't work like that yeah like is it like if it's about lisa and like light pollution like have lisa like literally i remember when i was a child matt here i remember when i was a child i was we In we an both orphanarium <laughs> no i had i had great i had two parents loved me loved me a lot did their best um i like did you call it an orphanarium that's <laughs> yeah, from v trauma i i know i know matt it's, I'm just appreciating it. I'm allowed to just appreciate okay. appreciate your references. I like, you know, I appreciate that. Um, I, you, and I both have said we are, you know, we like Lisa at least as our favorite character because we she represented us as we were growing up. And I have literally have another podcast called the Serial Fanaticist, which is just uh, I made because I'm I like so many things. So I have so many interests, and I remember when I was a kid. Sometimes I just started liking stuff. No real reason. I like walked and like, so maybe don't have Declan in like question Lisa. Maybe just Lisa starts liking astronomy because yeah. she's curious, not because she's like some like deep seated anxiety about career paths. Maybe she just is curious about stars. And so she tries to do astronomy and. She can't see the stars from her bedroom window, so she's upset. So she tries to get it changed. And maybe not have... Maybe, like, not have her succeed so easily? Like, maybe Mm -hmm. it's not just she signs a petition and then the thing happens. Like, like, maybe make that the struggle of her trying to convince the town that light pollution is worth... is something worth confronting. And decide if it is or not like obviously I feel like they want us to think the light pollution is a problem right I would hope I I mean that's what I, that's not what I'm asking Matt I I I'm not I, yeah what I hope I hope for a lot of things I don't get them especially in season 14 Simpsons I'm oh, yeah. I'm asking I think I what I'm saying is I think their stance in this is that light pollution is bad and we should try and eliminate it that's my guess. I don't think this is some elaborate, like, parody where they're trying to make environmentalists look crazy. Even though I wouldn't put yeah, it past them. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. But I don't think that's what they're doing. So, if you're trying to convince Tyler Springfield that light pollution is bad, then you're trying to convince us that light pollution is bad. Uneducated audience... And then have Lisa try and convince the town and like come up with reasons why light pollution is bad, aside from a little girl who wants to see stars from her bedroom window. Like, hey, about the natural beauty of Earth and all that stuff. And so Lisa, maybe Lisa comes up with a scheme to demonstrate – to let people see the stars for the first time. Or you frame it around that meteor shower. And she's like, Well, I need I can't she maybe she can't convince the town to turn the lights off dim enough at nighttime to see stuff. So she comes up with a scheme to turn the lights off, right when the meteor shower is there and the town's really angry because for whatever reason, they want their lights at whatever brightness, whatever. And then they're stunned by the meteor shower. You still have that lovely moment with the song and the and the night sky. And then everyone goes, oh, you're right, Lisa. We should keep them off. We should institute this. And And Quimby changes his mind about stuff and they they make that a policy, and then you have like a little cutting joke at the end about how there's a bunch of other problems in Springfield probably.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like have like a look at highlight all the dozens of other issues in Springfield that aren't fixed. But hey, at least we see the night sky. How's that sound, Matt? It sounds like a workable plot. You
4: throw in a few jokes, you have a good Simpsons episode, which this is not.
0: Yeah, I don't know. it, it just it just it um, tries to cut corners. And like Sherry Bobbins, it just doesn't work. Uh, exactly. We move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments on the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the News Group is where right I come through the nohomers.net forum and see what people thought about the episode when it came out. The forum's still there. You guys can go check out. You Google nohomers and uh, name of an episode. You'll find... Same thing I looked at if you want to, if you're curious and see a bunch of pages. And you can go, go back to those posts right today, post your thoughts, which people do. They revisit episodes and go back to the originals and post, append their, their, their opinions at the very end. Uh, like I said, Matt, vast majority loved this episode, thought it was great.
4: I feel like they're just starved for decent episodes, especially least episodes. I'm like, oh,
0: okay, good enough. I don't – you say that every time they like something, Matt. Maybe they just like bad things. I don't know. <laughs> Over 70% say this is a 5 or 4 out of 5. 36 and 37% respectively. So good to great. And then 16% give it a 3 out of 5. And then less than 10% give it a 2 or 1 out of 5. I would give this probably a 2 out of 5 personally if I had to give it a – you know, if I had to stake my claim – But most loved it. I got some reviews, man. Alrighty. No, not already. Um, First one, nine out of ten. One of the best episodes of the season so far. Just about everything worked in this episode. The only lame jokes were the alien asteroid. And despite a good use of the joke, another Carl and Lenny is gay reference. Although this is a fine episode with a coherent plot that got started right from the first minute. By the way, tonight's Futurama was great, too. Most Futuramas are great, especially in the first four seasons. That's true. There's only maybe one or two that I don't like. Uh, next up, four out of five. Pretty solid episode. Melissa at the end was the only part that had me laughing out loud. Hilarious. Eric Idol was a pretty good guest appearance. All in all, very enjoyable. So they gave it a four out of five. They laughed one time. They they themselves say that. They, uh-huh. laugh, they laughed one time. Four out of five maybe maybe That's raise your all it takes. maybe raise your standards a little bit, uh next up, solid but not spectacular, nothing memorable, and the horrible alien and willy and the horrible alien and Willie catching glass gags three out of five uh and finally matt uh the, the one review that was more in line with our thoughts, one out of five, I didn't laugh once except for the millhouse thing at the very end, other than that, very unfunny and disappointing episode but I had low expectations for this episode anyway, I mean, I guess that makes it sting less. You don't expect much. I guess. It's like, oh, this is exactly what I expected. Yeah. um, That's it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener Lister Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow.
3: is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Lister Question of the Week this week is, what is your favorite Homer Burns moment? Uh, Got a lot of great answers. Some repeats in here because um, people, you know, you go to the go to the very popular answers. That's fine. First from Holly mm-hmm. uh, Burns. Mes- Burns's message is read by Homer. You have thirty minutes to move your car. You have ten minutes. Your car has been impounded. Your car has been crushed into a cube. You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Phone rings. <laughs> Next from David Homer. And Burns playing golf and scenes from a class struggle in Springfield. Oh, quit co- cogitating, Steinmetz, and use an open face club. The sand wedge. Hmm. Open-faced club sandwich. It does sound pretty good at this point. I'm hungry. Uh-huh. It's late for, I'm late for lunchtime. From but, Michael, uh, Homer enters Burns' door through the supplicant's door, come crawling back, A. Uh, the classic thing to do would not to dr- be not to draw attention to it. Uh, through to giving Homer the plague and that emotional ending, It's a the, the plaque, excuse me, the plaque, that emotional ending, it's a hilarious and touching interaction. Don't forget. You're here forever. Don't forget. Do, do it for her. From Alex, and then finally, uh, see, from Alex, my favorite Homer and Burns moment is when Homer sticks up for Marge and Marge gets a job. Burns realizes Homer loves Marge as much as he does and rewards them with a Tom Jones concert. Uh, from Lauren, L. Columbia 88, oh yeah, what are you going to do? Release the dogs or the bees or the dogs with bees in their mouth and when they bark they shoot bees at you? My worst, eh? Smithers, release the robotic Richard Simmons. <laughs> Which is actually oh, 138. episode. spectacle. I was going to say 138. That's not even from the actual episode, but it's. I think I remember that version better than the. Okay, uh, from Matt at Matt Seton, when Homer and Bernsy are isolated in a cabin, the cabin had a speed down a mountain. I think it was called the cabin that couldn't slow down. That that made me laugh when I read it the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, Lewis at Walker Lewis, coffee has already been made. I stomped the beans myself. Another Homer the Smithers, uh, Lucas at Lucas a bunch of numbers. Uh, when they get drunk at the baseball game, the season two episode dancing Homer. Nice. That is. It's an early Burns Homer moment. Matt, okay. Are you going to be, be Homer or you want to be Burns? Uh, I will be uh, Burns. Then go. This is from James, James underscore Warwick from Homer Shrubble right. Bypass.
4: Relax, Simpson. I just brought you in here for a friendly hello. Whew. And goodbye. You're fired. Ah! But wait, perhaps I'm being too hasty. You are highly skilled Whew. at goofing off. Ah! Now don't worry, Homer. You're the kind of guy I could really dig a grave for ah your indolence is inefficacious hmm? that means you're terrible ah! uh, mr burns i think he's dead oh dear send a ham to his widow mm, ham no
0: wait he's alive oh good cancel the ham no perfection that's james mm-hmm. that's james's uh, addendum perfection uh next week's question we'll see if this gets enough uh, variety in the answers but whatever favorite lisa cause episode there's a bunch of them over the years they've done a lot of them mhm and they could be you guys can use your best judgment you can widen out the parameters if you think something applies i'll post this question on twitter at on uh, at simpsons show pod you follow us there you can also find the question on our patreon which is patreoncom Simpsons show And you do not have to donate to answer the question. I'm going to make it open to everyone for and see if anyone other side from our, our, our paid, our patrons, obviously the patrons have already answered. They did some this week. Uh, And I'm also going to put it on our website, which is the Simpsonshow.com, And there's going to be a link on the little header that say listener question of the week, and it should take you right to the question and I'm going to make it anonymous. So leave your name. If you want your name in there, (laughs) another note, guys, I I understand that posting a GIF of your favorite moment is easier. However, I cannot copy and paste a GIF into our show notes, so I generally have to skip them. I'm sorry, but I have to. I, I'm not going to be jumping between. 15...
4: Sorry, guys. Yak as, as as selectable text for a reason.
0: Yeah, it's 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 uh it's easier to. I'm not going to be jumping. I have to you know try and keep my workflow simple because I'm already jumping between like sixteen different documents while I'm recording episode. So, all that stuff aside, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge.
4: I am too smart! I am too smart!
1: S-M-R-T! I mean S-M-A-R-R-T!
0: The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I. Each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard try and stump the other. I have a two-point lead on Matt after my showing last week. Matt. Yes, Robbie. Are you ready for an easy question? I hope so. These are all from Lisa, the tree hugger. Oh, dear. OK. What is the name of the environmentalist that inspires Lisa? Uh, I believe it's Jesse Grass. You're correct. All right. All of your questions this
4: week are from Burns, baby Burns. Oh, uh, God. What new family member does Mr. Burns find
0: out he has in Burns, baby Burns? Um, what am I? That I mean, that's a son right uh, yes yeah, okay. and his name is uh isn't just wait <laughs> larry larry burns i'm like yeah, i'm there you go no larry, larry i larry burns I, his I, son i knew the answer but i was like wait i was thinking burns Baby burns was a different episode i thought that was like the loch ness monster episode no no and i'm like wait a minute not that cruel robbie no i was just like i was like wait a second he, there's no new family member there's a loch ness monster that's what I'm... what's going on okay uh, your medium question, Matt. What is the name of Jesse's organization? Uh, Dirt First. Dang it. You have that right mm. away, too. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Your medium
4: question. What two games does the family play in the basement while they're hiding out? Um,
0: uh, Two games. Um, I Spy and a Rubik's Cube. Okay. I'm going to give you another chance at this because I feel like I
4: need to be more specific for a medium level question. They are card games okay
0: uh i still don't think i know the answer <laughs> like it makes it um car games um um uh go fish and old maid i'm sorry it is Pai gao and quang jong oh god i don't that what i i, I uh you're sure you're not making that up matt that's not that actually I happens 100 percent. okay uh, what are, your hard question, what are the bids for Springfield's oldest redwood tree, and for what reason did the bidder bid? Okay, um, the bids are,
4: God, the bids are the hard part, uh, the one guy wants to make, uh, tie menus, uh, the rich Texan wants to, uh, make the world's first drive-through humidor. Oh, God, um, what are the other ones, uh... <coughs> I'm doing my best here because, quite frankly, I have no idea what uh, the, the 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 actual bids are, the numbers. So I hope you'll give me a point. Uh, animal experimentation was the other one. So those are the three bids, but I have no idea what the numbers are. So well, maybe that, you'll be kind to me this week.
0: And that is half the question, Matt. Literally, is the number? Literally, the first thing I wrote down the numbers. Um. Thirty thousand for make cages for animal experimentation. Fifty thousand make tie menus. One hundred thousand make the world's first drive-through Hemidor. Hmm. I know you hope for me to be kind. I mean, you are winning right now. No, nah, as of this moment, we are tied thirty-eight to thirty-eight. So we are not winning anything. Oh, okay. We are tied, and if I give you any points for you knowing half the answer, uh, you'd be in the lead. So I'm not going to give you
4: any. Uh, What movie do Larry and Homer hide in when they're running from the cops?
0: What movie do they hide in while they're running from the cops? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I think I just I can only think of like ever two fake movies, and they're you know they're like a. Their Honk If You're Horny and uh, the Monkey the Monkey movie from that Mo episode. Um <laughs> uh, oh. those which I know both of those are wrong. I know what episodes those are from. It's not from that episode. Uh-huh. Um I know it's not a real movie. It's a fake movie, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Um I'm just trying to picture like Ronnie Dangerfield's like, oh, we're just trying to see this movie, hey! Uh, kind of thing. Um Um I don't know. I have no idea. All right, it is too many grandmas starring Olympia Dukakis and Bo Derek. What? It's not their, not their best work, Matt. I must say, nope, that's not their best work. Uh, we are tied, Matt. Thirty-eight to thirty-eight after two thirds of the way, basically. But not done yet. What happens Mm -hmm. if we tie? I don't know, Robbie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Good, that's a good answer. Cause that's, my general answer for everything is, like, I don't know. Who knows what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with It's time for Best Episode Ever.
1: Best Episode Ever.
0: Best Episode Ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. Alright, let's scroll down. Uh, uh. Oh there we go. I think getting... <laughs> exactly. we have to scroll down so far for this. Uh I mean not it's not the very bottom, it's not the lowest tier of episodes, but it's in the No, but it's, it's in, in the tier right above that. Yeah, it's in the next tier up, which is not a good place to be. You don't want to be in that tier. You don't want to be in any anything. I think here this is my official I think my official belief after like all this is if you're in one of these two tiers, you are unwatchable. I don't want to watch you do I don't wanna watch that episode ever again. Anything above right. these two tiers, I would watch again. Maybe I would enjoy it as like wholeheartedly, but I'd go, ah, oh, it's alright. There's some good moments in there. Anything but and I think that's basically hmm let's see, where's another we where's Lisa? There's blaming on Lisa. That's how about blame it on Lisa? Is this better or worse than blame it on Lisa?
4: if i recall correctly blame it on lisa's the one where uh the cell tower and everyone's being a jerk to lisa for
0: no reason um (laughs) i don't remember honestly no Uh they go this is the brazil episode that's what i thought this is the brazil episode oh that's right
4: um honestly that one is pretty offensive but i i think it's
0: actually slightly better than this not a lot but slightly um you think it's you think this is better than Blaming on Lisa, or it's better? than no, this? I, I think Blaming on Lisa is better than okay, this. Oh, you think Blaming on Lisa is better? Okay. How about I'm going to Praise Land? I'm going to Praise Land.
4: Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to Praise Land is is slightly better. I, I I'll put it this way: I think Pygmalion is worse than this. So I, I think it's going somewhere in the two fifties, the early two fifties.
0: Okay. Well, if if it's better than Pygmalion, is it better than Homer the Mo? Uh, that's the, the, that's no, the that's the that's no, the final. one. I,
4: I hate the piecemeal way this is.
0: Hmm. I don't know. It might be better than Homer the Moe. I don't really want. To, I, I think I mean, that it's tricky. This episode is really tricky. I'll, I'll give it points because it has. It has, like, some nice moments, but they exist only... They only are nice in a vacuum. Like, if I just watch, go back and watch that moment, I go, oh, that's nice. But then I realize, like, nothing lead up to it makes any kind of sense. So it's kind of hard. I think I will give this... I would say this is better than Homer the Moe because at least it has optimism in it. That's true. Where Homer the Moe is just, like, dumb, blunt, meanness for a lot of it yeah and this is at least like nicer probably because of of lisa being in it right but you say this is is worse than i'm I'm going to praise land i think so i can't argue i would i would put this above blaming on lisa and and below a beyond blunderdome. Personally. I mean honestly
4: that works too. These are all bad episodes. I don't really <laughs> want to steep ourselves in in why one is worse than the other. Come
0: on Matt, we got split hairs. That's what the segment should be called. It should be yeah. called Splitting Hairs in season yeah. 14. <laughs> That's what we we got penned a subtitle for the worst every hairs. split hairs. Splitting yeah, it's like there's you know it's all your all your split ends basically. Um you don't have to worry about split ends cuz you always cut your hair short. Um you ever had long hair in your entire life, Matt. I mean my hair's pretty long right now. It's Several inches. No, I mean, like, below your shoulders long. Oh, God, no. So that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I Okay, well, if if you don't care, I'm going to put it right above Blame It on Lisa, because I think it's just, it's not as, if it's, it has less, it's mildly less offensive. It only has, you know, some, some less objectionable stuff. It does have a, an alien in it for some reason. Well, of course. No, don't say that, Matt. Stop saying that. Well, of <laughs> course. I don't know. I don't appreciate it. Stop okay thank you i'm not telling i'm not telling. not uh telling you where to look so i know that's your like your one that's my one thing that you're not allowed to do you mm-hmm. can't do course. that you can't tell you where to look uh so that's uh excuse me excuse me while i miss the stars that is number 251 on our list uh number one on the still homer's enemy last place is still strong arms of the maw you don't want to know what our next episode is matt I have a feeling that I don't. Three gays of the condo. Oh, God. at least there's Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al is in it. Uh, Scott Thompson is in it as well. We got one of the kids of the hall is in it. I I, oh, okay. I, I like Scott Thompson a lot. Um, it was very, uh, very received very positively when it came out about its portrayal of, of homosexuality. We'll see how well it's aged. In the intervening 17-ish years. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, sure it will be. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you don't sound optimistic, man. I'm
4: not, because what we thought of as normal like at 15 years ago is horrific now. So I can only imagine what this is going to be like.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, that'll, that'll be next week. Um, that'll do it for us for this episode. Um, you can find us online. At the dot com, putting links to our, to everything, to our Twitter, to our Patreon, to our RSS feed. Uh, you find a, list, a link to this list and a link to answer our listener question if you want to go there. And me, it will it will be up Monday, guys. So don't give it. Give me a little bit of time to post it. I want to. I let generally do let it the listener question breathe for like a day before I post it. Um, you can find me online. On Twitter at Robbie Dorman and my website is RobbieDorman.com including links to purchase all my novels, including links to all my podcasts. I have a new novel coming out whenever I get a cover for it. God knows what's happening. The whole world is going crazy. Things are hard to know about anything anymore. I've lost my perspicacity. Matt does not participate in social media, you will not find him.
4: Uh, that is accurate. Uh, at this point, we are obviously being very heavily quarantined. Uh, so the best thing you could possibly do is to just throw random messages at random people out there. Maybe you will make some new friends. I have... Ask Simpsons questions of any random celebrity in your Twitter timeline.
0: OK, I, I didn't. Your first suggestion is a little different from the from the actual like example, Matt. So I don't like. Of course, I'm making. I, it seems to be very hard for me to make friends online at this exact moment because there seems to be a bunch of idiots on the internet right now uh, who think they're epidemiologists all of a sudden because they have a brain and they think they should have an opinion about some virus they don't understand. Okay, people are dumb. People are dumb. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I keep watching the Simpsons except this one. Don't watch this one. Don't. Just don't. Shh.